Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. One of the... Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there, but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say, Robbie, we'll see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd through the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain, and because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Hello, and welcome to Episode 7, Season 2 of the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast with your host, me, Sammy. And me, Robert. Robbie. I want to say that. I don't know why you're so formal on this show. I don't know why. Okay, me, Robbie. Oh, my goodness. What an intro. What an intro indeed. Yes, Yes, indeedy. What are we talking about today? Today we were talking about mental health. This is our second mental health show. Mm-hmm. First one a, was in first season. Right. We got an overall response and we wanted to do another one. Mm-hmm. Just getting out of surgery, mm-hmm. as you guys know. Mm-hmm. I've had some surgeries. I want to tell you, you know, kind of how I'm feeling after surgery and mm-hmm. what's going on. Surgery is definitely... It definitely messes with me. Wouldn't you yes. agree? Yeah. It's not good for my psyche, if you will. Yeah, I would agree with that. You had issues back in 2018 after your first surgery, and this one is still causing some problems. Although I don't think it's quite as bad right. as it was. I definitely think my first surgery was worse. Mm-hmm. I think that's when when I was having this surgery, I was afraid that I was going to revert backwards mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do that. Right. Exactly. And so, but after surgery, I got home and I felt like this, this overwhelming sense of dread was going to happen. Like you said, like the other shoe was going to drop, like something bad was going to happen. Yeah, like a black cloud was just lingering in the air. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm 
ways away out from surgery, but I still kind of feel like that. And, and I don't know if that's just me being paranoid or if something's going to happen, but I felt it really strong like a week after surgery. I was just like, something is lingering. Something is coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this show we focus on me and how I'm doing and what's going on with me, but how do you think I'm doing? Like with this surgery compared to last surgery. Well, like I said, I think it's better. Right. You were definitely emotional after both, but I do feel like it's more manageable this time. Like last time, if I talked to you on the phone and you were upset or worked up, it was not only me checking in with you just to see how you're doing emotionally, but also, okay, are you going to hurt yourself? Do you have a plan to hurt yourself? Do I need to call somebody to check on you? And this time, I still want to check on you emotionally to make sure you're okay. But I don't have that lingering thing in the back of my head that's wondering if you're going to do something to yourself, if that makes sense. Like if you're going to go to work one day and then come home and find me hanging in the closet or something. That's a very abrupt picture. It's very specific. But yes, I don't have that same feeling or questioning when I leave you alone. Right. I worry about you because you get upset about things. You get emotional. Right. I'm, I know all that, but it's not like the same level. I'm still... I mean, today is a good day. I mean, I still yeah. get very emotional. Like, I'm just... I'm either in pain or I'm sad or, you know, a mixture of both. And it, I could be looking at a TV screen and I could just start crying very very sensitive like some days like ugly crying yeah and it's crazy i mean or we could be sitting in a restaurant right and you start talking to me like you did the other day sammy you know i love you right right and i trust you and i was just like oh my goodness he's gonna start crying in the middle of the restaurant <laughs> i had a ball in my chest, though, yes. I was like, dude, something was definitely wrong with me, or I was definitely worked up the yes. other day. And yes. I don't like your mom left the table, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I feel it coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. And then she came, and I just swallowed it. <sighs> but in connection with it a little bit, you were taking pain medicine, and then you said, I'm going to try not to take pain medicine. And then you start up on it again. And I really feel like some of these ebbs and waves where it's really bad like that mm-hmm. follows, did you take pain medicine last couple of days or not? Right. Like, don't you think so? Because you calmed down the last few days and you also have not been taking any sort of narcotics. Right. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still in a lot of pain and I'm still taking Tylenol for pain. Mm-hmm. But I am trying not to take pain medication, narcotics for pain. Mm-hmm. That doesn't right. mean I'm not. It doesn't mean I have don't have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm trying. The reason why we had this surgery was for me to number one get a restart in life, mm-hmm. and number two to get off pain medication. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to just do an overall healing of things Mm -hmm. and we've gotten 
I'm not going to go into specifics on this case, but we got we did get one thing that was lingering for years with me taken care of. Mm-hmm. And that's finally done. Right. So I think with that off the table, that's going to be good. And I think things are going to finally start coming to a rest. Mm-hmm. Because I think my body needs it. Mm-hmm. I haven't been sleeping well lately. No. I haven't been able to get comfortable. Last night you said you slept really well, though. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but um, I have this heating, like, pad. We got it at... It's, it's a little beaded, hot or cold compress that you can either put in the freezer or put in the microwave. Right, and we got it at her work, and I've been using it for heat compound, and I've been using it on my neck and my back. And I usually do that a couple times, and it helps with my neck pain mm-hmm. from my surgery. Mm-hmm. And this surgery is still, I would say, affecting me because usually I have to wear a collar. It's a neck brace. It's a neck brace. You're not I always, a dog. I always call it a collar, though. But I'm very self-conscious mm-hmm. with it on. Like I can't. It's very debilitating because I can't see. Where I'm going, that's... I know that stresses you out. And I can't see what's around. Mm-hmm. Like, when we cross the road, I always grab onto Sammy's arm. Or we were in Publix the other day, and there was a lot of people in that one aisle. Mm-hmm. And I know you started getting, over, like, a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, because, because there's just really see so many next people to you around. or behind you. And I don't want them to accidentally bump into me or... Mm-hmm. So I had to literally, like, leave him off to the side, because I could tell he's about ready to freak out. Yeah, I... I get panic. I would not. I wouldn't say panic attacks, but I would call them panic attacks. Like a borderline. But you can tell when they're gonna come on, mm-hmm. and that is a that's a new thing with this surgery. Mm-hmm. And I would say that has a lot to do with mental health. Like, can you actually handle going out? Mm-hmm. The reason why I like going out is because it gives me a reason to. It, I'm not just a hermit. Right. Or I just stay in. Yeah, which is a very important thing that that's why I encourage you to come and have lunch with me so that you're not just inside. And then when I'm off, we go like to Target today. Right. Or to Publix or we go get something to eat someplace. Right. And you encourage me to go out Mm -hmm. or I would safely or I would just stay in the house. Mm -hmm. I literally would. I would just. Not go out because I can't see what I'm doing. and mm-hmm. Which I understand. But staying in the house would also drive me crazy mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I think some of the reason why it's driving me crazy is with this surgery, a lot of my independence mm-hmm. has been taken away. I can't drive. I can't really see what I'm doing. I can't really work. Mm-hmm. I mean... The, those of you that can see me right now, I'm not, you can see I'm very stiff when I move. Mm-hmm. I'm not really moving my head because I'm supposed to keep it straight. And I think it comes in waves in this surgery. Or It just, one day I'm okay and the next minute I'm like, oh man, we should just stay in the house and lock the doors. Well, and... It also mentally is a lot to process 
because for years we have been stuck on this one thing that you have this pain, it's constant pain. You have the headache, the neck pain, the back pain, and it doesn't go away. It never gets better. There's no improvement. There's nothing we can do according to everybody. Right. It just is what it is. And then you kind of just mentally start to say, okay, this is just how it is. Right. And then we went to the Mayo Clinic. And then you saw a doctor who said it doesn't have to be this way. And then he did something about it. So now you're sitting here. And even though it's a good thing that you are recovering, that you have the pain, but it's different. You really can't tolerate the same pain medicine that you were on before. Right. And that's a lot to process as well. Even though it's good, it's a big change from what you were used to. Right. That is a very emotional pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. Like there's another life we can have mm-hmm. and that's the life we're going for i mean the one reason why i really don't like pain management is because all they did was get me hooked on narcotics mm-hmm. i have never been i've never taken this much medicine in my life mm-hmm. in this time period is most, the most medicine i've taken mm-hmm. and my dad was a doctor and he believe that your body could heal itself. And I believe that too, that your body has the natural ability to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And um, I know in some cir- circumstances you have to get surgery. You have to do this. Right. And I was hurt bad enough that I couldn't heal myself. I needed that extra boost. And this doctor... Gave me something back. Mm -hmm. Gave us a piece of me. Because for the longest time, like you said, we were just going to be in pain and that was it. That was the life we were going to live. Mm -hmm. And now that he's done something, it's a different kind of pain. You're right. Yeah. And that is emotionally draining because... Can I take pain medicine? Can I not take pain medicine? If I can't take this pain medicine, what kind of pain medicine can I take? What's going to help me? Mm -hmm. I mean, right now I'm still experiencing headaches. But but they're different. They're different kind of headaches. Yeah. Um, The hospital I went to was kind of annoying me because I'm not, they, they don't want me to take certain medicines because of my surgery. And I'm just like, okay, what do I do now? But mm-hmm. you're like, oh, you need to go see your primary care doctor. And it's just, I feel like sometimes it's just a rabbit chase. Not, I'm supposed to be going to you for the answers that people won't give me. And they're, I feel like they're giving me a runaround again. But you have to remember you're not talking to your care provider. Right. Somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think it always makes a difference who you talk to. Do you talk to the staff or are you talking to the doctor who's taking care of you? Right. Or one of the providers who's taking care of you. And it makes a difference. It's just like when you're in the hospital, the one we talked about on the show, you know, ding, 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 nurse. I'm I'm feeling nauseous. Okay, I'll send somebody. Minutes, minutes, minutes go by. Great news. You can take a shower. And you and I are just like. Super. But could you also do something about the nausea? Like, yeah. it's like that sort of thing where sometimes you just got to be persistent. And 
I know you feel like you're being annoying, but you should just keep asking. I mean, you have to tell them how you're feeling and what's going on. And But I had told you, right, that right. I was pretty sure you were going to have to see the primary doctor, your primary care physician, right. not go to them for some of these things that you're experiencing. Right. So I mean, I understand that. But, again, it's... It's this hospital that gave me all this hope back, and mm-hmm. it's this hospital I'm going to and being like, okay, here are some of the my new symptoms I'm having. Mm-hmm. Help me. The problem is when you see providers, specialists, what have you, they prescribe certain things. Right. So you have a headache. You can't call Dr. Parnes to help you with your headache. You probably can't even really call Dr. Thomas to help you with your headache because they're all going to tell you. To go to Dr. Jackson. Yes. And see your primary doctor. That's literally what they're all going to tell you. So you have to remember that in this perspective. He's a specialist for you. He cares about this. What's going on with your neck? Right. He cares about your pain in your neck. Right. What's happening? Now, granted, we don't know if the headaches are coming from that. And it may be sort of like a tension thing because you can't move as much. And maybe your muscles are getting a little tensed up because of that. Right. It's hard to say. But at the end of the day, he's going to focus on specifically the incision, the brackets he put in you, the rods, whatever they are. Right. The surgical sites. Right. And anything else outside of that, they're going to tell you to see another physician. Is that how it... Okay, guys, let's take a poll. If you guys (laughs) feel like that is giving you the runaround, comment in the show notes. I'm not going to argue that feeling i mean people that are in chronic pain as myself and Mm -hmm. other people have doctors for everything i Mm -hmm. have probably six doctors i see on a regular basis Mm -hmm. just off the top of my head and they all do something different yes keep in mind some of them overlap sometimes Mm -hmm. because i the funny thing is is all the doctors i saw i see i have all their personal numbers that I can call or text. I don't because I respect their time mm-hmm. and I don't want to abuse that trust. But I have one of my doctors that is a Jewish doctor and I texted him, happy Passover. I don't know if that's something you should say, but I just wanted to say thanks or a happy p- Passover to give an example. <sighs> anyway, to but- relate it back to... Mental health. Yes. I was getting back there. Eventually. I know that when you're already feeling stressed and frustrated, maybe amped up for the day, that this just can add to it. But I do think you did a good job today when I was watching you of not letting yourself get to that point. Right. Where when you didn't like the answer she gave you, instead of yelling or arguing or trying to push your way, you said, okay, and just let it be. Right. I, w- I, I really am trying not to explode on people. I feel like I wake up and I'm angry sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because I'm in pain or my neck or I can't move or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just want to yell at somebody. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I just want to yell at somebody. Even if you cross the road wrong way. I'd pull up and yell at you. I could see that. I see it with the dogs. One day, 
oh, Lucifer's my best friend. He's such a great puppy. He spends time with me. It's so nice. And then the next day I'm home and you're just like, we should take him back. (laughs) He is annoying me so much. I'll tell you one thing. I do get very lonely since this surgery. Mm -hmm. And it is very nice to have Lucifer spend to spend time with. Mm-hmm. Or I'd be very lonely mm-hmm. because I don't know how he knows. You know, even as annoying as he is, the days that I am really like really sad and mm-hmm. emotional, he will come and lay with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, every other day you fuck off. But today you want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. And he'll literally lay on my chest and I've cried with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't even know why I'm crying with you, but you're here and you're, I'm petting you and you're around. Mm-hmm. And I know your mom's around, mm-hmm. but sometimes she doesn't get it mm-hmm. and we, it's hard to communicate with her. Yeah. And and she'll even tell you the same thing is mm-hmm. we're, we're working on our communication. Right. I think our communication's gotten better. Yes. But... It's still a process. Mm -hmm. And I do miss my family Mm -hmm. a little bit. I I know after surgeries, I get very emotional. I miss my dad. And I really want him to be around. Here I go. (laughs) It's start. I can feel it coming. But uh, I get very emotional. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, dude, I want to go home or... I want to see a friend, or I haven't mm-hmm. seen this, that, and the other. And it's very nice to have a dog mm-hmm. where you could just curl up and say, thanks. Raven sometimes hangs out with you, too. Yeah, right? I mean, it's Raven and Lucifer, but Lucifer here lately has been really on it. Mm-hmm. Even though he's a hundred, goes 100 miles an hour all the time. There's some times where I'm just like, I don't know who puts a quarter in you to tell you today I need you, mm-hmm. but thanks. Well, I mean, like, literally right now, he's in here with us, and he's asleep on the floor. Right. Dead silent. Just I think our silent. other dog is out outside the studio, like, right by the door. Maybe, but she doesn't do things like scratch the door. Right. And whine outside of the door, usually. She might bark, though. Right. She loves to do that when I'm recording with Ashley. Yes. But, but yeah, I'm glad he can be there for you. Hey, guys. It's Ashley and Sammy from the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. If you love Disney, you should come join the fun on our weekly show. Our podcast is family-friendly and talking about all things Disney. Whether you go to the parks or just love binging Disney+, Plus, we are the podcast for you. So grab your pixie dust, think happy thoughts, and join us on your favorite podcasting platform. Check out LimitlessBroadcasting.com and aim for the second star on the right and straight on till you land on the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. We always talk about me. What what about you? What are your feelings? How are you dealing with this? I mean, it definitely helped emotionally and physically 
to have you in the hospital, even though I was ready for you to be out of the hospital. But those couple extra days that mm-hmm. you were there right after, because it was hard last time because you couldn't do anything by yourself. And then I was constantly worried about you and anything you were doing. I was up. So I didn't really sleep like that whole week I was off. Right. Spending time with you and then worrying about your pain levels and giving you medicine and then it wasn't working and then trying to get that mess straightened out. This time I knew you could just push a button and there'd be a nurse right there who wanted to help you. Right. Literally was there to be of assistance and support you. And then whatever emotional stuff you needed, you could always call me on the phone because I told you any time you wanted to talk, just call me and I'll answer. I didn't do a lot of talking on the phone. Mm -hmm. Like I had a TV in the hospital, but I literally had it on twice. Because you slept most of the time. A lot of the time, I they had me on a lot of pain medication and a lot of uh, med- medications that made me sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was asleep most of the time. Which is good. And yeah, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It was nice. They mm-hmm. had, well, I didn't know this, but I was considered a fall risk. Yeah. And so if I, at night, if I were to put my foot on the floor when I was in the hospital bed, an alarm would go off. Mm-hmm. And I'd have like six nurses in my room and I'm just like, geez, I just put my foot on the floor. But see, that's what I'm saying. But when it was just the two of us, it was just me. So if you literally did start to fall, it was just me to figure out what was going on with you. There, you had like 10 people in the room. There's no way you're going to hurt yourself. No, not at all. Which made me feel better. And I, I think that was, I think that was some of the dynamic. That's why I'm doing so much better with this surgery than the last one. Is because right after surgery, the last one, they let me go. They're yeah. like, see you later. They Bye. said when he woke up, it was like, okay. Time to go. But yeah. before this surgeon came into our lives, we interviewed another surgeon. Mm-hmm. And he was like, this is our plan. This is what we want to do. And we wanted to do it outpatient. And we were like, outpatient? He was like, well, I guess if you want to do it inpatient, we can. And from my first surgery, we've been through worse or bad surgeries so we know how to spot a surgeon we're not comfortable with and sammy every doctor i have she googles she checks out Mm -hmm. even if they have the slightest infraction we really think about going to them Mm -hmm. and when this doctor said if you want to that's when we were just like yeah no you're not for us pass or this is going to be a hard pass because mm-hmm. even though I'm home, I'm still recovering. Mm-hmm. I'm still going through a lot of uh, emotional things. Mm-hmm. I'm still overly sad. I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. I can't get comfortable. I worry a lot. It'll be at night and I'm trying to sleep and Sammy is asleep right next to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude. I can't sleep. It's it's 3 a.m. I mm-hmm. should be asleep. And then my mind starts to race. Then my heart starts to race. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, now I'm in a panic. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay. It I makes need, it a cycle. Need to settle down. Just, you know, think about something. Count sheep. Do something. Do that. Do that. And it makes it a constant cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm One of my biggest fears out of this whole thing, and and I told the surgeon this, is I don't want you guys to forget about me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go home and have you guys forget forget about me. Mm -hmm. 
and I can't get a follow-up appointment with my surgeon right now because he's so booked up Mm -hmm. and that is starting to annoy me and I don't know to take I'm trying not to take that personally because he's such a great surgeon he's very in demand but I'm an existing patient Mm -hmm. you should make time for the people that you've helped Mm -hmm. and that's my argument like I need to see you. I have other things going on with me that you, I need your feedback on. Mm -hmm. And I think the important thing is just to be, like I said, consistent with it, pointing out that you had an appointment that they made for you, that we, you, they called you, but you were like literally in recovery when they called to set up the appointment and it was not a date that was going to work because I have to bring you because you can't drive. Right. And it's two hours for us to get there and I have to work that day and I can't just take off whenever I want. It's not reasonable to expect that. So I know you tried to explain that today. You said, you know, I, I can't just go whenever you guys just randomly assign me to go. I have to work around her schedule. So I'm hoping that'll get somewhere. And I know that the nurse in the portal that sent you a note had mm-hmm. said that they were working on getting you the follow-up appointment and someone had told us you could do a virtual appointment but then we still didn't hear anything back about that which i would assume virtual would be easier right to schedule but i don't know right the logistics and that but i do i do want to get up there and see him face to face i agree there's it's better. there's something about i want to talk to him about my neck i want to talk to him about my lower back mm-hmm. i mean These are all the things I think he can still help me with. And the more and more he, I can't get in an appointment with him. It just gets me upset. And I don't, they don't know me very well. I will call you every day of the week if I have to. But if you're consistent, you're more likely to get somewhere. I mean. So just be nice when you call. I'm, I try to be nice. Don't be on a hundred. How how did you how did I how did you think I did today? Every time I thought you were about to go there, you just took a breath and then you you like I said you just said okay, right. And then maybe or maybe you'd restate why something was bothering you or what you were trying to say. Right, I, but I, you didn't get to that point where you just yelled or snapped. I remember the I called once, and I needed refills, and the guy was like, "Oh, somebody's gonna have to call you back," and I. I got really emotional about it. I was like, I am tired of so many doctors cutting me open and forgetting about me. And Mm -hmm. I like really almost went off on him. Mm -hmm. Now, I think I did. I I got it. started to. I got up there and I was just like, I need somebody to call me back today. (laughs) Because I was telling you, you need to calm down. Like I'm literally next to him saying, Robbie. You need to calm down. And he's just talk, 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 talk. And I'm just repeating it over and over again. Robbie, you need to calm down. Hang up the phone. You need to calm down. He already told you. And then what happened? They called me. It wasn't even that long before someone called you. I I will tell you something about the Mayo Clinic. They are on their job. Yes. They are not like other hospitals. And that's what I'm trying to get through my mind is if they say they are going to do something, it may be a little bit of time and they may not be on my time schedule, Mm -hmm. but they will do it. Yes. And I strongly believe that. Mm -hmm. 
if I can get my images done and they can look at me and say, oh, I don't, I don't always need to wear my neck brace. On a day that you can't go with me, I don't mind driving up there by myself. Mm-hmm. That isn't, the issue is. I'm, but I worry about it. I, well, yeah, I, any, I would actually prefer that you go with me. Yes. But I can't drive. I mean, I know you guys don't see it now, but eventually I'll put it on so you guys can see it. But emotionally for this one, I think I am doing better, but I think every surgery I do takes a toll on me. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think it just takes a toll on me. I think it takes a toll on you. I think it takes a toll on your mom because you guys have to go th- through it with me. Mm-hmm. I remember not too long ago, we went out to breakfast and your mom and I ended up getting into a fight. Yeah. But I don't actually understand why we were fighting. I don't know. It was just, I was on a lot of medication that day and it was the way she approached me. And... I snapped. I was Mm -hmm. just like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not going to happen. And I think the problem with me after surgery is people are approaching me and I'm taking things so personally Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, do you have a problem with me? Yes. Do you want to start something? Like, I just want to, I'm working on a project. I'm developing a show Mm -hmm. and... I'm hiring somebody to help me with it. And they, I was at the doctor's office the other day and they hit me up on text and I felt like they kind of had an attitude and I almost fired them right there because I thought they crossed the line. Mm -hmm. I was just like, it was the way they approached me and I wasn't feeling great at the time. I was in pain. I was trying to get some answers and then they texted me and I literally had to put my phone down Mm -hmm. or I would have been like, well, you just fucked yourself out of a job. You can fuck right off. But I didn't do that. Thank goodness. I literally put the phone down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the adult thing. And for the first time, I'm not going to say anything. And I haven't hit them up since then Mm -hmm. because I am still a little upset about it. But I'm trying to let it go because I think I'm just overly sensitive. Yes. Right now. I mean, everything. And I think, I think my, um, one of my doctors told me I should get my hormones checked Mm -hmm. because I think they're all over the place. I don't think, I I don't know if I'm coming or going. That's true. That's hard. I mean, like, this is a hard process Mm -hmm. is... I thought, and I'm not out of chronic pain. I'm not saying that. I'm on the, I think we're on the road to recovery, but I'm not there yet. I still have neck pain. I can't sleep. I can barely eat still. You're eating more than you were though. Right. I'm eating more than I was, but I haven't, I'm not eating a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still things going on with me. Right. That's you have to deal with and I have to deal with and I feel like I don't do you still feel like you don't know what kind of uh, mood I'm gonna end up waking up in well now it's more I don't know if you're gonna cry all day or if you're gonna just be okay 
right? So you don't think I'm going to yell at you. You think I'm just going to... Not necessarily, no. You think I'm going to... Because I remember a long time ago, you and your mom were afraid of me. Yeah, because you yelled constantly. And I was just so angry and so mad that you guys were... I would just yell at you guys Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And that hurt me so bad. Like... You, the fact that you guys would be so afraid of me mm-hmm. and I would, that just hurt me. And now, I mean, I kn- know not to take it personally, but it was because of my first surgery mm-hmm. that really messed me up. But now I could just be like, oh my goodness, just sob my, my hands. You're calling me at work. Ah, I can't wait for you to come home, which is nice. It's a nice sentiment. But I'm just like, oh, okay. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Are I, you sure you're okay? I don't think I sound like like A that. little bit of sniffles. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I can't wait for you to come home and I miss you today. And I'm just like, okay, I have to go back to work now. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> I don't think I sound like that. <laughs> a little bit, but... yes. You do, a little, just a little bit. Or we'll just be <laughs> sitting and you just start talking and i'm like okay things just got awkward because now he looks very upset and i don't understand what just happened it's it literally is like a switch yeah like we could literally be sitting here and then i could be like oh my goodness my dog died five years ago (laughs) let me talk about that he told me he cried at a dog commercial the other day it was one of those sad ones but yeah the ones that Want, the adoption ones want to donate money and a, you want to adopt a dog and mm-hmm. everything, but I literally ugly cried at it, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness, my life is terrible." I mean, yeah. I'm I'm laughing right now, but it literally it's not funny. Yeah, we're trying to make a joke out of kind of a bad situation, but we don't make fun of it in the moment. Like right. I would never, if you called me at work or if I was sitting next to you and you started doing that, I would never like laugh in your face about it right like later i would probably be like bro are what? you okay are you all right are, are you still gonna cry are you i know i've done that to you a couple of times when we were at the restaurant i think i did ask you that i said are you gonna cry because i was just like oh no it <laughs> like, was should i get you some napkins like was, i felt so bad it was dmx's funeral the other day oh boy I and i oh my goodness i almost lost it like i don't know why but his death has hit me hard and it's not like i ever knew him it just Mm -hmm. since my surgery and that happened i was watching some of his funeral stuff and it just was very emotional Mm -hmm. but wrapping kind of wrapping this up i would say this surgery definitely was a hundred percent better yeah than my first surgery Mm mm-hmm Because my last surgery, I was way gone. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time Mm -hmm. to get myself back. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'm, I don't think I'm back, but I think I'm working on it. No, and our next step is to find you a new therapist now that we are getting the insurance straightened out and everything. Right. So, you know, it's not too far off that we'll be able to get you an appointment. Right. Once we... I think pick the plan. You can probably call because, you know, it'll be a couple weeks where we can get in anyway. anyway. So once we kind of settle on the plan, then I think that'll be one of our first things is to say, okay, 
where can you go and then schedule the appointment so that you have someone you can go see. And by that time, you should, in theory, be able to take yourself. Right. And not have to be carted around. Right. And worry about who's going to take you. This is the first time in a long time that I haven't been able to drive myself. And Mm -hmm. this is the, I don't, I've never not used my car and it's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. I started it up today and it almost didn't start because it's just sat there for almost a month now. Month? Well, yeah, it's over a month. Over because a month. Yeah. We got to the Mayo Clinic a couple of days early. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, over a month it's just been sitting there. Mm-hmm. And until we figure out what's going on with my images and my discs, and it will just sit there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they will definitely put me in physical therapy. I have a I have a feeling to help me turn my neck. Mm-hmm. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I can turn it a slight bit. I mean, I can get to about right here. Mm-hmm. And I can get to about right there. It looks like it's about the same on both sides. But without my without my thing, I can see a lot lot further. Yeah, because that really keeps you. Focus. So I was out today, and my thing, my my collar, my neck brace was really hurting the back of my neck. And at this time, I just really wanted to get back home, so I could just take it off because this is one place that I don't always need it. Mm-hmm. And if I, the doctor said, if I'm just sitting around, I could take it off. And that's one of the big reasons why I like staying at home right now, mm-hmm. is because it's so complicated to get me places yeah that it's just easier to stay home right and believe me i like going out places i'll be the first one to be like let's go Mm -hmm. but now i'm just like oh we can stay in Mm -hmm. we don't have to go or you guys can go and i'll stay here Mm -hmm. and so but yeah anything else no i think that wraps it up i think well, you guys let us know. What did you think of the episode? Do you guys relate to what I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any similar stories? We would love to know in the comments below. Yes. If you're dealing with chronic pain and would love to come on and talk, please get a, please contact us mm-hmm. on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at Robert. 1950 films media Mm -hmm. or you can contact us at at limitless broadcasting Mm -hmm. on instagram as well yes sammy what's yours (laughs) at the sam alam so it's at t-h-e-s-a-m period a period l-a-m or you guys can go to Mm limitlessbroadcasting.com and email us then yeah awesome yeah but Again, thank you for listening, and we will be back with another episode. Yes, hopefully within a couple, a week or so, probably. Yes. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.